0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans. It is game day. The Titans face off against their arch nemesis, the Jacksonville Jaguars, in Jacksonville tonight, looking to make it 1,000 straight days without a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully, they are able to do so. Really excited to get into the show with you guys today. First segment, like usual, I'm just going to do a game preview, go over a couple key factors on offense, go over a couple key factors on defense, some players that I think we need to take a look at and pay attention to who should make a big impact on the field. In our second segment, I'm going to do a little bit of my beautiful dark-twisted fantasy preview, like always, give you guys some DFS plays to potentially take out of the game, give you guys some season-long starters, some season-long sits probably a couple more sits than starters but you guys expected that in our third segment we will do our keeping it plus 100 and look at the gambling line and the over under for the game and see if we can turn our titans knowledge into anything else can't wait to get into all of it with you guys let's get it Tennessee see Titans achieving victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars on their offense and on their defense. I'm going to start on offense. Three keys line up with three players. They overlap a little bit, but it all makes sense. So the Titans have struggled in the passing game because there's been a lot of pressure on Marcus, and then some of the wide receivers aren't getting great separation. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are only going to make that worse. They have a good pass rush. Yannick Ngakwe is healthy and back on the field. Jalen Ramsey is going to play in this game. He's an incredible corner. A.J. Boye will be back for this game. So the Titans are going to have a team that caters directly to their weaknesses. So what do the Titans always have to do against the Jags? Run the ball. That is the number one key. It's no shocker. I'm not breaking news to anybody. Derrick Henry has to dominate this Jaguars defense. He has to punch them in the mouth. He has to take their spirit. The Jags don't have a very tight knit group, in my opinion. They don't have a very composed locker room. It's not necessarily even an opinion at this point because we see it every time we play them. They get penalties. They act out of character. Well, I guess it's in their character. But they do things that put their team in a bad position by the way they act out on the field. Usually that happens when they're worn down and getting hit over and over and over again by Derrick Henry. So Derrick Henry will be a key player because one of the key factors will be running the ball and establishing the run. We can basically pencil that in as a key factor for every Titans game. But specifically against a defense like Jacksonville with that kind of pass rush and that kind of coverage with their cornerbacks... Even more important than ever before. Another aspect of that will be Marcus. He has to run and scramble with his legs. I'm not asking him to take a bunch of unnecessary shots like he has been doing. Make sure it's a good situation. Third downs that you can actually get. Get out of bounds, slide, do things like that. But it will be necessary. Like I said, the pass rush and the coverage being what it is for Jacksonville. Marcus will have to make plays with his legs, which one of the best plays in his career is the Jacksonville stiff arm against Barry Church. So hopefully, he'll have that same mentality in this game as well. With the past two mediocre performances, he needs to come out with his hair on fire. He needs to be nearly perfect to take advantage of this Jacksonville defense. Part of that will be doing it with his legs, which goes back to establishing the run. My second big game plan point for the offense goes into my third key player, and that's Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys has spent more time chipping which help in the offensive tackles and the blocking, he spent more time doing that than actually being out in pass routes from the first two games. Adam Humphreys has to get clean releases out into pass routes, quickly beat his man, which he's able to do, and Marcus has to wait, absorb the pressure, and make those throws rather than take those sacks or try to scramble away when there's nothing there. Take what's there. On big third downs and big plays, scramble, but we have to find a way to get Adam Humphreys going in the short, quick, intermediate passing game. It has to happen. He was a big name free agent, and while the price tag isn't exorbitant, still, he was brought here to produce, and so far, we've seen three catches for four yards. It's just not good enough, but a lot of that is because he's being schemed in a way to where he's blocking on passing plays more than he gets to go out into his route, and by the time he's finished blocking, well, his route is not going to be effective anyway because he hasn't gotten very far. So that's something that we do need to see on defense. It's pretty simple for the Titans, in my opinion. Rush four, rush three, occasionally bring a blitz. But the Titans will have to get pressure with four people because Garner Minshew is an athletic guy. It's almost like playing Blake Bortles again, except for he seems to be a little more accurate and have a little more confidence. Of course, he just hasn't played in the NFL long enough to lose his confidence or be challenged, which will happen to any quarterback. But right now, he's flying high. He feels good. It shows in his play. He's accurate. He's not like Jacoby Brissett. It's it's the same situation. He's not going to go out there like Pat Mahomes and throw us all over the place, and rack up 400 yards. He's going to be like Marcus and like Brissett, be about low 200s, maybe mid 200s, a touchdown, and then he's going to do damage with his legs. 56 yards on the ground last game. So the Titans cannot afford to blitz a bunch of people, get beat, lose contain, and have him break the pocket. They can't really afford to play a lot of man coverage, which they don't necessarily, all the time anyway. It's more of a disguised zone team, but they will throw in some man. I think here it's going to be tough to play man coverage because when you play man coverage and the cornerbacks and the linebackers and the safeties are focused on their man specifically, they don't have their eyes on the quarterback. It makes it easier for the quarterback to get lanes to scramble through. So I think the Titans will focus on playing zone coverage, only rushing minimal numbers and bringing blitzes very sporadically and only in necessary situations. Very limited. I would like to see blitzes coming. And if they are going to blitz, at least drop someone else back. If you're going to blitz a cornerback, drop an edge rusher back into coverage. If you're going to blitz a linebacker, drop a DT or have Rashawn play DT, as I've shown on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, and have him drop back into coverage. Either way, I don't think the Titans should come into this game looking to blitz heavy because of Menchu's athleticism. So I'd look to see them stay away from blitzes, only rush four, only rush three, occasionally throw a five-man pressure out there, but mostly just rush four, drop seven or eight, sometimes six, back into coverage, and just make Menchu beat them with his arm, make him throw deep. That's what I want to see. Of course, he's going to be able to be accurate in the little short passes. We got to come up, take those away, and force him to beat us down the field. Now, the Jaguars do have one receiver who has incredible speed, incredible size, and can make plays on the ball, and that's DJ Shark. So I would recommend putting Dory Jackson on him just for the speed. I understand that Adoree's been beat deep. He's had trouble tracking balls and playing balls in the air, but I think speed-wise, it'll be important, and keeping Malcolm Butler close to the line of scrimmage as he's a little bit better of a tackler than Dory Jackson. Jackson is a good idea as well. So I think putting Adoree on dj will be the smart move for the defense if they play any man i would mostly look to run zone but even in a cover three it would be important to have a dory there with the speed if shark does go on a street goes on a nine a go route straight down the field a dory will have the speed and cover three when he's just guarding his third of the field to stay with him on those so that's still what i would do in terms of alignment so that's kind of my keys on defense, to execute that, we're looking at Jayon Brown. He's going to be spying. Looking at the quarterback, he has the athleticism to hunt down Minshew if he does try to scramble. Uh, I Like I said, Adoree Jackson, I think he's going to have to have a big game Garden Shark down the field. That'll be very important. And then in the run game, Sharif Finch. I think Sharif Finch will be big in the run game because he's typically out there When the defense thinks it's going to be a running down. So he'll be out there more than Cameron Wake on run plays. And I think that they will target him as opposed to Harold Landry. And try to run his direction. The Titans must shut down the run game and shut down Leonard Fournette. If you let Leonard Fournette get going, it's easy pickings for the Jaguars. It makes everything much easier for them. Just like how the Titans feel when they get Derrick Henry going. And how all his Titans fans scream for that. Because we know how important it is. Same for Fournette. So it'll be important for Sharif Finch to be able to set the edge contain, and make plays in the run game so that the Jaguars can't get any momentum on offense. So for me, that's the three key players on defense, three key players on offense, our two key points of the game plan on offense, and our two key points of the game plan on defense. I don't know if you guys have seen my banner on Twitter, but I would suggest that you all check it out at Tic Tac Titans. Uh, Not a picture that I made, but definitely one of the the best things that I've ever seen on uh, the Titans' Twitter community. There is absolutely no way in the world that I am picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Titans. I don't care what the circumstances are or how well things are set up for the Jags to get a victory. I don't care. The Titans are winning this game 27-21, to 21, which is what I predicted yesterday on the Crossover Wednesday event. So when we wake up on Friday morning and when we do our Friday episode... I do believe it will be a 1,000 days since the Titans have lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're celebrating all day on Friday, if that's the case. That is quite the milestone, and uh, I will try to get some special posts lined up. So we can all celebrate on Twitter on that one. So we're going to go ahead and go into our second segment, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and I'll give you a little bit of a fantasy preview from a Titans perspective. Before we jump into that, though, I do want to remind you guys that Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. For 20% off your first order, visit MackWeldon.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk... And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. fantasy preview so titans fans i know that if you have a lot of titans on your fantasy football team depending on who you have things could be pretty rough for you so obviously in this sort of situation there's going to be some consistent people who we are bringing up as fantasy options for you obviously i am starting with derrick henry as i say every single week You set it, you forget it. Currently, Derrick Henry is third, depending on where you play, but in most cases, and I'd be using ESPN standard PPR scoring, Derrick Henry is the third highest scoring running back so far in fantasy, with 43.5 points. That's pretty impressive. If you have Derrick Henry on your team, you're starting him. Likewise, in daily fantasy, Derrick Henry isn't valued as one of the top three running backs. He's typically listed behind the first six, seven guys. So at that point, if you're going to use Derrick Henry, especially against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who he tends to eat alive then now would be a good time to pounce on Henry for Daily Fantasy. You need top-tier talent in your Daily Fantasy lineup. You're not always going to be able to have every single player be an incredible value, but getting Derrick Henry, who's currently third in total fantasy points scored, against a team that he typically has success against, including his 99-yard touchdown that he doesn't want to talk about anymore, well, then it seems like Derrick Henry would be a good value for a top-end running back in Daily Fantasy. So I would look for him if you're going to play Thursday night Daily Fantasy or have the Thursday night game included in your weekend game. Likewise, Delaney Walker is currently the fourth-highest scoring tight end in PPR scoring with 21.4 points. you got to be looking at him. As an option in your season long, if you have him, you're most likely going to go ahead and start him. In daily fantasy, I'm not quite certain I would take the risk on Delaney. He's going to be valued a little bit higher than I would be willing to get. If you're going to go that high, I'd be looking for some other options that have a more likely consistent target share and are not playing as good of a pass coverage defense so Delaney you're starting him in your season long because of his success and you probably don't have other options to do so but in daily fantasy I would probably look for some better options the Titans defense come along as a fantasy superstar the Titans have forced five turnovers so far this year So anytime you have a defense that's really turning the ball over, they're going to be a successful fantasy defense because that's basically what it's meant to be. The Titans' defense historically, for at least the past few seasons, haven't given up a ton of points either. So that's a pretty good combination for a fantasy defense. I would look for them in daily fantasy and in season long. If you stream defense, you may have missed out your chance on getting the Titans' defense already in a season long. But, if you have a way to get them, or let's say they have a bad performance in the coming weeks, we play Atlanta in Week 4. They have a good dynamic offense, especially at home. Could be an opportunity where the Titans defense maybe gives up more points than they typically do, and somebody drops them because defenses are fickle. It would be a good time to pounce. I think the Titans season-long defense prospects are pretty good. Daily Fantasy, the same. I like them in this matchup going against Minshew, and an offense that isn't super productive like the Titans offense as well. So... Delaney, Derrick Henry, the Titans defense, you're definitely playing all those guys in season long, looking for Derrick Henry, looking for the defense in Daily Fantasy. One more possible play, a dart throw in Daily Fantasy, and it's just at some point in time, this guy has to get going. It makes all the sense in the world. I am really hoping that once Taylor Lewan returns, this guy can spend a lot more time out in routes and making a difference in the short and intermediate game. Adam Humphreys. The Jaguars have great cornerbacks. They typically play on the outside with Boullier and Ramsey. Humphreys is going to have the, I don't want to say easiest, but the most advantageous cornerback matchup, being in the slot throughout most of the game, they're going to have to find a way to get him away from the offensive line, get him away from chipping, which is something I talked about preseason. The Titans would have a lot of tight formations because they'd need to chip and help Dennis Kelly early on. At some point in time tonight, they're going to have to leave Kelly on an island for a couple of plays just to allow Humphreys to get out there and possibly make an impact. They're playing a catch-22 game here. They're, the Titans are keeping a bunch of people in to block and not putting out a lot of wide receivers into the passing routes putting out three guys into a route two guys into a route and they have to have enough time to throw the football so I understand that but you're not going to be able to beat these coverages if you don't have more routes out in the field and more options for Marcus to throw to so really going to be interesting to see what they do there but Adam Humphreys is a really good value really cheap because of his obvious lack of production eventually you got to think he turns it on so if you got yourself in a in a final position you don't have a lot of money left but you need to fill a slot and you really like the rest of your lineup possibly adam humphreys is a dart throw giving you a rooting interest in daily fantasy might be a play for you, something that I say you take a look at. So that's going to conclude the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Preview. In our third segment, I'm going to do Keeping It Plus 100. We're going to take a look at the line. We're going to take a look at the over-under and see if we might be able to use our Titans information to help us in some other ways while watching football. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners but not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. Did you guys know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. it plus 100 all right guys so taking a look at the titans gambling information here we're going to look at the over under we're going to look at the spread kind of just hash out what i think about each of those and see if it can help you guys place a wager maybe at my bookie and make a little cash on some of these games make them a little more interesting so looking at the spread here it looks like the titans are one and a half point Favorites. Yeah, you heard that right. The Titans are away Thursday night football favorites. So, I don't really like that. I uh, I think that typically uh, Thursday night home games are such an advantage for the home team just due to how beat up everybody is and what the turnaround time is. Now, I'm not saying that I wouldn't make a play on this game because I have a play in mind. But I can tell you that it most certainly wouldn't be At uh, Titans. Losing a point and a half. Uh, I do like the Titans on the money line. However. At minus 120. So if you do think the Titans are going to be winners. Then I would look to play the money line there. Rather than try to give away points to the Jaguars. Who are home on a Thursday night. Now. Talking about the over under. We're back into the play that I may look into. So the over under right now is 40 points. That is a little scary. I I don't think I would play that either way. Now, as I've said before, I hate rooting for under. I never want to watch a game and hope that no one scores. That's just not a fun way to watch football. Now, if it's an economical bet, it makes all the sense in the world, then great. But at the end of the day, you're still placing a wager, still placing a bet. You have no idea whether it's going to win or not. So I try to align my bets and take a look at anything that makes sense to me. And then whittle it down even further by what would be fun for me to root for to happen as well. That way, we're having as good of a time as possible. Uh, I think in this situation, the over under being 40 points, I would try to find a way to do a six point, maybe a seven point uh, teaser if you have 10 pointers available and get the Titans, you know, adding points. So if it were six, it'd be up to four and a half, seven, five and a half. Uh, 10, 8.5, you guys get the picture. And then on the other side of the teaser, I would look to tease down the over-under and bet on the over. I think that there are going to be six touchdowns scored. Like I said, guys are beat up. These defenses are great. They're both great defenses. Everybody would tell you, oh, there's not going to be any scoring because the defenses are so good. Even the past games that we've seen are like that. But sometimes on Thursday night football, especially early in the season when guys aren't necessarily ready, they always say that the first four weeks of the season is essentially like a second preseason in terms of learning about your team, learning how you're going to play. Well, I think physically it's probably like that too. Guys are getting into the swing of playing games every other week. And after two games, Early in the season, they might not be quite into their routine yet, just starting to be, and maybe that doesn't allow them to recover as quickly and as successfully as they would have later on in the season when they're more in the swing of things and in mid season form, as people would say. So I think that in this situation, there might be a little bit more scoring than people expect, regardless of the struggles the struggles that we've seen from Marcus and the limitations that Minshew has. So I think that I would look to bet the over if I could tease that over, under, down. And I would look to bet the Titans if I could tease them up. If I'm not doing a teaser, I'm just looking to place a single bet. I'm looking at the Titans money line. So that would be any advice that I would have. Always bet responsibly if you choose to do so. Thank you guys for joining us. That's going to do it for keeping it plus 100. We did go over my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Preview and all the Titans fantasy options. And in our first segment, we did the keys to the game plan, the key players, and my prediction for the game. It's been a really fun week of shows. I hope you guys are following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans where I'm posting our Tic Tac Tuesday breakdowns. Obviously, with the game being today, not able to do a Tic Tac Titans and break down all that film for you guys The game is so close here, but we'll be back on that next week when we have a normal rotation in terms of the game. Tomorrow, I will review the game. Hopefully, like I've said numerous times, hopefully we are able to celebrate our thousandth straight day of having no losses to the Jaguars. It will be a great day and I'm certainly hoping that we're able to do that together. Please subscribe to the show if you aren't already on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you do listen to your podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.